All right, welcome to some Restless bonus content. We'll see who gets to hear this. Does the whole world get to hear it or just the patrons? I don't know, but there's a lot of great stuff behind the Patreon wall. If you, like me, are going to try to start biking places in this economy, maybe you want to take one gallon of gas so you have more stuff to listen to from Restless. Pastor Michael, are you ready for this? Let's do it. Man, I, I guess, depending on how... Um shall we say uh you know racy our comments get that depends that that kind of tells us whether or not it becomes patreon content or if it if it stays out for everybody is that how we determine it sometimes speaking of surefire racy comments we are getting to be joined again for this bonus episode by my church planting partner in crime ben leatherberry ben are you worried about how this this bonus reaction we're gonna do here is gonna go. I just found out I say racy things, so I don't know. Ben, Maybe I, I, I am. Are you, are you are you ready to lose support? Is that? Are you, <laughs> I, ben, I think I think it's pretty well known that you uh, that you uh, you find your way you find your way into controversy in ways that I somehow don't even. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that is true. I have nothing to say to that. It's just true. It is, and it's great because. Tonight, we're going to react to a clip um, that was shared actually pretty recently, uh, but it's from an interview uh, from about three years ago. And I'll explain why we're doing this in a second. I started seeing this passed around and I went, okay, well, let, I'll bite because I I'm, I am a um, young conservative male in America, so I bit. So the Daily Wire produced a video of Ben Shapiro interviewing Matt Walsh about his religious beliefs. And about a minute into this video, Matt Walsh um, starts explaining the differences between Catholicism and Protestantism and what makes someone a Christian. And I thought this would be a, this is a really, this is again, a bit out of our wheelhouse, but I think is really great because let's be honest. I mean, right. This, these, this podcasting outfit is like one of the largest media brands actually in the country. Now they're not recognized that way, but downloads money like they are they are they are it now um and so i think the influence this is going to have on christian thought and discourse is going to be way outsized um perhaps than it should be um i don't know do you guys have any thoughts about this the fact that it's a conversation between ben shapiro and matt walsh is not too exciting to me i guess (laughs) (laughs) i guess i guess that's kind of a bummer now maybe i'll be proven wrong maybe i'll be proven wrong so, yeah, so again, I just want us to, um, yeah, I want us to hear, because um, again, like uh, Ben Shapiro, right, isn't dumb. You'll you'll hear the question he's about to ask about um, Christianity. And it's, again, it's clearly a guy who is pretty familiar with, with Christianity, right? Like the guy isn't unaware of the difference between, that there is a difference between Catholics and Protestants. Um, and he gives Matt Walsh some time to response so i think we're this uh by the way if you would like a bonus episode where we joyfully pastor michael with joy in our hearts react to this entire nine minute clip of this interview you can let us know um and pastor michael will be excited we are willing that the flesh is weak but the spirit is willing we and uh, so if you find this helpful, uh, we can do the rest of it. But tonight we are just going to do about a minute where he is uh, discussing his faith in regards to Protestantism and Catholicism. And so I'll link to the the excerpt of this interview. It's called Matt Walsh discusses his religious 
reviews with Ben Shapiro. So let's uh, let's hear the question and uh, let's let's listen to some of the answer. Framework on top of that. So from a religious point of view, and you say that the goal is to get to heaven, it, are you a belief-based person? I mean, is it is it that you believe in, in Christ and therefore you go to heaven, or is it a works-based thing? Because obviously this is sort of a differentiator between Judaism and Christianity in some iterations. Yeah, I think, well, and I, I don't mean to dismiss like 500 years of fighting between Protestants and Catholics, but I kind of think... I want to say, I want to ask my two, li- uh, my two compatriots in reacting to this clip, since I've seen it, I know he doesn't want to dismiss 500 years of debates between Catholics and Protestants, but what do you think he might do next? Oh, he does this? it. He does. Of course he does do it. That's how you start. It? That's how you start <laughs> dismissing something, right? Like you say, I don't want to dismiss it. I just now have to. <laughs> I, I've, you've forced my hand 500 years of Protestantism. As one who often starts sentences, at least well, between Protestants and Catholics. Oh, go ahead, Ben. Sorry. I no, I don't it. want to do this, but I'm about to. Yeah, I can yeah, yeah. see he's going to do it. And he's and it's Matt Walsh, right? That's, that's, that's his That's that's his. It shit. is his thing, right? Like that a, is his yep, thing. To be a bit Catholics, more bombastic. The works I don't mind making enemies. Dichotomy. It's, it's a, kind of a misunderstanding. Um, because I... I'll just say, uh, I, I, I'm worried people missed it, but right, he says, the faith and works dichotomy. He says, I think it might be a bit of a misunderstanding. So um that we'll we'll see what he means i think we we actually generally agree in that um i certainly don't believe that the whole point of life is just to intellectually assent to the proposition that jesus christ is lord and and there is a god and you know so people will say that all you have to do is believe in jesus or you have to do is believe in god uh i i i definitely don't believe that all right we will ask the pastor and the church planter Yay, nay, or nuance. The point of life is to intellectually assent that Jesus is Lord and there is a God. Is that is that what uh, defines belief-based Christianity? So obviously there's an element of intellectual assent, right? I mean, this is the classic distinction, right? There, there is that that element to it. Um, I'm I'm maybe more interested in just the fact that he just says, well, yeah, like I don't. I don't believe that just like, yeah, we should, you need to believe in Jesus. Like that's kind of at least how, what I heard, right. Is that what I heard? Right. Yep. That you don't, that it's not just about intellectually assenting to Jesus. Yeah. So if you, if you define faith purely as intellectual assent, then uh, I, I guess I'll see where he's going, but uh, there, there is an element of truth to that. Pure intellectual assent is not, the end of it again which is an obvious thing given that i mean literally the bible say the bible says the demons believe the yep the, the bible we're aware that the demons and satan have an intellectual understanding of christ and who he is and that there is a god right um i think one of the interesting things about this clip is where he kind of when i think about this from the daily wires perspective perspective where he kind of gives this answer now again this is three years ago and he's gotten way more bombastic it would be interesting to hear him answer a question like this now matt walsh we know you're a listener and so you're uh welcome to respond on your show just link to our podcast if you do um it'd be very interesting to hear him respond to this now where he's kind of like 
out of the cage and he's just kind of like raging on everybody over everything. But it's very interesting for the Daily Wire in their perspective to want to say, well, it's kind of all a misunderstanding as like a starting point. Because in my mind, at the end of the day, it really is all just political. It's like, hey, let's try and keep all these people like who may differ on these, you know, religious matters really kind of pointed in the one not Joe Biden direction or, you know, signing up for those subscriptions kind of a thing Um, that that is my cynical take on why we would at least on one in one sense want to diminish any differences between Catholics and even even Jews and Christians mm-hmm. on a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we'll we'll let him keep going. Um, but uh, if we want to talk about faith, okay, well, you have to put your faith in God. Uh, that is more than an intellectual exercise. That is something that you do with your whole life and your whole mind and soul and body. That you're investing yourself. In this belief and that that includes works but it's not as though you know you give a certain amount to charity and you help old ladies across the street and you go to heaven it's not as simple as that so it's kind of a it's kind of a combination between of the two the way that i see it is it's, it's all right i want to stop it here um so again he he says that it is faith and this is again what always happens in these things is he finds a way to sneak works right back in and he literally says yeah so it's a combination he 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 says he brings works back in. It's something you do. It's something your effort. Um, Pastor Michael, do we in the reform world have a better definite? Do we have a definition of faith that we can we can roll out quite easily? That you know, I I know sometimes it can be hard as we have to get in the weeds if we want to talk about faith. Yeah. So um, you. I think even told me, Hey, be ready for this. And I said, I'm going to have the Westminster shorter catechism ready to go on this because uh, I think that it's helpful in defining uh, what exactly is saving faith. However, I did not have it ready for this exact moment. So let me pull that up because that's what I want to read, but I don't have it exactly here, but I'm about to have it. Uh, And just give me a minute. Ben, any thoughts on Matt Walsh's thoughts on works and faith? Yeah, I think, I mean, when you talk about, when you talk about it, uh, about faith, of course, you're going to, even from even a Protestant perspective, we're probably not going to use the word works because we dare not. <laughs> like, 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 even when you're talking about what, what might come out of someone's life, we're not going to like, plus works. No, 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 no. But I think when you, you acknowledge uh, fruit, Right, a Protestant would say that that we acknowledge the fruit that comes out of one's life. That the fruit is indicative of the tree and of genuine faith. But that's not that's not what he said. But that is. Uh, but we're going to we're going to emphasize that it's it's it is uh, as as he did. I'll tip the hat and say it's it's not just intellectual assent, but there is something that should be produced in your life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let me read. I want to I want to um, kind of tee off on that a little bit what you just said, Ben, but um, let me read. I could have just quoted. Actually, I should have asked you guys as you're going through the licensure process, but um, I wanted to read it just so I make sure that we uh, have it exact. But this comes from the Westminster Shorter Catechism, and uh, this is question 86. What is faith in Jesus Christ? And the answer it gives this again, this is a shorter catechism. So this is kind of the the introductory level, right? This is the basic here, hey, I'm going to give this quick overview of faith to 
a large group of people on a podcast. Okay, um, you know, here's faith. Faith in Jesus Christ is a saving grace whereby we receive and rest upon him alone for salvation as he is offered to us in the gospel. So you have those those elements about receiving him, right? Uh, trusting in him and then resting uh, upon him. We rest upon him alone, right? So that's that element of, of actually submitting them uh, to him. And I think, again, I think here's what I found. So what I actually think is very instructive about this clip is I think for many people like me, when I first, um, there's a great, and I want, I'll see if I can find it, but there's a great set of letters that after Calvin was kicked out of Geneva, uh, a Catholic bishop named Sadaletto wrote a letter to Geneva asking them to come back to the the Catholic church, the true church. And I remember someone recommending that I read that letter in Calvin's response as a way to like, help me like understand theology. Like when I was younger and I read Catholic Sadaletto's letter and I read it and I realized I couldn't figure out what was wrong with anything, what he said, but I knew because I was a good YRR guy. I knew there was supposed to be something wrong with what he said. I just couldn't figure out what it was. I just had no idea. He said, we're saved by faith. We're saved by faith that works through love. He just kept saying things like that over and over in all these different ways. And, and then when I read Calvin, it was an eye-opening experience of someone basically like drilling down on how salvation works, which is distilled so well in this question, right? Because the, the, I'm going to read a thing from the old reformation, but right. Even what Ben is talking about with this idea of the fruit of faith. I mean, it, it, it obviously Rome often accuses Protestants of saying that we don't believe obedience is a necessity, right? That these things are required. The difference is just where it's almost where on the equation it gets put. We call it a fruit of saving faith, right? There are no works in what is saving faith. What is faith in Jesus Christ? But that faith is alive. It produces things. But those things it produces are not saving. They are not justifying. They are not meritorious in any way. Rome puts them on the other side. It is faith and the things it does that receive the gospel. Before I, before I give a, a, an interesting historical thing I ran into on this, um, do you guys want to? jump in on that before i before i do this before we see we can finish this clip yeah i think that's good i wanted to just mention because i, I just recently preached uh, this past week when we're recording this um i don't know when this will come out but i i preached the very end of the book of romans and uh, paul uses a phrase there uh, the obedience of faith and uh, i do think you know you see this worked out throughout the scripture um this idea that um, faith does like works come out of faith, right? They, 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 they are a, a part of it in that sense, right? A fruit, I think is, is probably the best way to put it as you did, uh, Ben. Uh, but the obedience of faith that like, uh, faith and obedience do go together. However, when we're talking about when we stand before the judgment seat of God and, uh, we're dealing to put it just in a crass way, just to fit kind of what they're talking about in this podcast, right? Well, how do you get to heaven? Right? Well, the, the way to heaven, the way to the father 
is not something that you've done. And it's not what Christ has done and something that you have done. It is Christ and what he's done, right? Yeah. That is the way to the father. And so this is why we like, this is where we, we kind of make that careful distinction. Uh, and it is, it's a careful distinction, but it's an important distinction. And I think um, it, very often you do get the cart before the horse um, if you uh, try to start from the other way. That is an excellent point. So far, I, and again, we're only doing a small part of this clip. He has not talked about Jesus dying for sin. Like he hasn't like, he hasn't, again, opened out any of those things, right? He's just said, oh, is it faith or is it doing good things, right? Um, he hasn't, right, he hasn't, again, potentially because he's talking to his boss, who is an Orthodox Jew, or, again, he could get into it <laughs> later in the clip, which is fine. And, and we should maybe say, I, and I don't know where this is going, I don't know how far we're going to watch, but, you know, I mean, Matt Walsh is not, you know, I, I, I assume that there are a lot of people that are like, I don't want that guy being the spokesperson for what I believe. Right. I think right, he's, so. I think he's basically a conservative Catholic. And, and again, yeah. I don't think that I don't think Matt Walsh doesn't believe, right, that the the death of Christ is necessity. But again, I just think that it is that that it is often in these conversations what you're saying is a lost a lost emphasis. So, one really interesting thing as I was reading, um, so we're gonna we're gonna give a shout out to all our Lutheran listeners. So both of you can high five right now together. Um, so in yeah in um, in writing the Augsburg Confession, which uh, Luther's like basically protege Melanchthon wrote, um, he is trying to explain his understanding of faith to Rome. And I this this Lutheran author explained why they were why the why the debate kind of took on the way it did um, in a really interesting way. And so the Catholic mind, informed by Aristotle and things. One of the ways they explained that faith could not be alone was that because faith was something done with the mind. However, God's salvation must touch every part of you. It must touch your will. It must touch all the parts of you. And therefore, your will, it must do something. It must do works of love, for example. And so that is actually one of the reasons they was one of the ways they opposed um the idea of being saved by faith alone. So let me read a little bit about their opposition and then kind of how he tried to answer it. Um, so, so the gospel is about the story of Jesus. The gospel is the biography of Christ. Therefore, faith cannot save alone in that it is not located in the will. Believing facts alone, even believing the facts of the story are true. This is why Rome could not go along with faith alone. They immediately recognized that this would imply that devils and certain unbelievers could be saved as well. After all, even the devils believed that Jesus was the son of God, but this did not save them. The real difference between believers and unbelievers was love located in the will. This is why they always talk about the works of love. In responding to these arguments, Melanchthon often expressed frustration. This is why he complains that his opponents misunderstand justifying faith, for they define faith as nothing other than historical knowledge. As a result, they limit it to human reason within their paradigm, and that is not where righteousness takes place. So much of this um, is the attempt to explain Luther's paradigm. And so in the end, he says essentially 
this. Fine, if it will help you understand what we mean by faith, we will locate faith in the will, since it means we desire the promise of the forgiveness of our sins. He writes, instead, he, God, regards the person as righteous through the mercy because of Christ when anyone clings to him in faith. Therefore, faith can be called righteousness because it is which is reckoned as righteousness, as Paul says. In regards to which part of the persis it may finally be located, this does not prevent a divine reckoning, even if we locate faith in the will. For faith is a desire of the reception of all the promises of Christ. And so it's fascinating that Melanchthon and the early reformers, right, they don't want to get into this debate over like what part of the human psyche, what part of the human being should we find faith? But when they do say, yeah, it is part of the will, again, they, they still make it passive and it's receiving. It's right. It's it's not just knowing Jesus died. It's the idea that you want and can say Jesus died for me and my mm. sins. Mm. Right. And so I just think that that um, I just found that for me, it was really enlightening to understand um, in the early debates. And even you can hear it in this clip a little bit, the early debates, why, when they said you're saved by faith alone, why all of Rome went, no, you can't say that mm. because they heard you're saying you're saved by pure intellectual assent. Because for us, faith is only part of the intellect. Um, in the reformers, debate back was whatever faith is, it's clear we're saved by that alone. So we've got to come up with a definition that actually takes the biblical data correctly. So I don't know. Do you guys find that interesting? Or is that just my own, uh, my own, uh, what, you know, my own love for the old Lutherans, I guess. Yeah, super helpful. Super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's fascinating and it's a good clarification because obviously when we, this is, this is always the things with, with, with just language in general, we have a word and the way we use it that even for us, that this wasn't the first instinct and we're like, no, 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 no. Like faith always dealt with the will, you know, like we're like, no, like we know that the fruit's going to point back to it. So I think it's, this is a really helpful distinction, even in the minds of the reformers as they talked about it. So whatever you're going to define it as, okay it is what saves us. Like, that's it. Bottom line. Like, that's it. And so I think that is a really helpful clarification. Thanks, Melanchthon. Appreciate that. It's not by your uh, covenant faithfulness either. So you just so everyone knows we're not FV guys. Um, So we're going to, we're going to go ahead and we're going to finish out the last, I don't know. I don't know. A couple seconds of his answer. We'll see where, where we go. It's sort of like, um, you know, if if you if you if God is a is a is a bridge into into heaven into the afterlife, um, you can't just walk up to the bridge and say yes, I believe that the bridge is there. I I assent to the existence of the bridge, and then just go and sit on the other side of the bridge and not cross it. You actually have to trust the bridge and and, and with your own effort walk across it over the abyss. Um, and so I think it's sort of that's what faith is. So when when it comes to- so. That's as far as we're going to go. Uh, he then, their next question deals with, uh, and I didn't watch the next question because this is when I realized we would be doing this clip together. Um, so there is, there's what it, there's the, there's the gospel invitation, guys. 
with your own effort, walk across the God bridge to heaven. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, he just he, uh, sounded, he sounded like an evangelical the while, just like, he, yeah, man, yeah. there's a there's he a was bridge. Close. What? But you gotta walk across it, right? Like, but there you go. What do you guys think of what do you guys think of the of this explanation? No, because I do I again what was uh, startling in the beginning was like this kind of sounds like a thing. Or a picture I see drawn, or you know these kinds oh, yeah. of things. Well, except it's not usually right. It's not usually God as the bridge, right? You've right. got Christ. Here's the, yeah, cross. the cross. There's the bridge. You draw the cross. Who God? And yep. it sounds like he's like got that in his mind, and he's just yeah. like mixing it up. That's what it sounds like to me. Like he grew up, like he's he's got that in his background, and now it just is not coming out the way it probably should. And uh, so. so- is is he saying something specifically Catholic or is he saying uh, or is he, you know, again, we're not going to hold him to like a, write a confusion of words. Right. Or whatever. No, like, he's but, not even he's not even saying something like particularly Catholic. He would have been said, yeah, when you were baptized, like right. you were saved. And then like certainly faith is part of what you do to keep, stay in that. Right. The state of grace. So you just, you stay saved. Come on. Yeah. Like, like there's no, like even his understanding is just, is a, I think, as you said, Michael, like it's, 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 it's just a muddled, it's a muddled description. It's not even a true to like a Catholic would be a, a Catholic understanding of how someone is saved. Theoretically, I guess I'm, I'm referring to babies, you know, being brought in, but go ahead. Yeah. I'll be, I mean, I, I, I'll be always the nuanced man and just say like, I don't know where this goes. I don't know what's gone before it. So maybe there was more to it and, and uh, we're just jumping in in a weird place and which people could do by the way, with our podcast, there's a lot of points where you could just jump in and uh, take things out of context. uh, And it just sounds bad. So maybe that's the case. Um, You know, I definitely don't want to hold all, all people that uh, claim uh, Roman Catholicism to, these answers um they are not good answers in like to the question that was presented uh like is like is your religious view more like faith-based or works-based right like that was the question and it seems pretty muddled and confused um and even honestly even starting with the well i don't want to like you know just take away the 500 years of of debate about this like even that just kind of threw in an element that just didn't seem to come up in the rest of the answer. Uh, but this is actually something I think this is a good example. Matt, you talked, I don't know if you're going to name it this, but you talked about naming this is Matt Walsh a Christian, which is hilarious. Or, and, or what is faith with Matt Walsh? I, I've, right. I've started to like that one even better. Yeah, that's probably better. Maybe go with that. But if we are to ask the question, like is Matt Walsh a Christian, right? Based on what we just heard. Um, and like, you know, what I would say is what was just presented is not a saving gospel. Mm. However, this is something that I want to push a little bit into uh, our reformed friends, who is the vast majority of our listeners. I think sometimes in the reform world, we confuse justification by faith alone with the ability to define justification by faith alone being the means of salvation. Um, so what I mean by that is I do think that sometimes we we assume that if somebody cannot clearly articulate 
justification by faith. They cannot define it properly. Therefore, they must not be saved. And that is actually not the doctrine of justification by faith alone. It doesn't mean that like if somebody, you know, gives an answer like what we just heard, am I going to question things? Am I going to be like, wait a minute, especially if you kind of see yourself some in some capacity as a spokesperson for your faith. And this is what you're saying. Well, let, like we got to talk about this. Like there's a problem. However, uh, I don't think that from some video clip we can, you know, guess, I guess. <laughs> let me come over the top with an even hotter take. Also, that is why if you spent in the last two weeks, a single second discussing or debating online, if the queen was a true regenerate believer, <laughs> you wasted every second <laughs> you did that. Like and, <laughs> and as, just, a, as a guest, as a guest on the show, I can confidently say, uh, Matt Walsh, if you'd like to be, uh, if you'd like to join us, that actually would be, that would be King, pretty fun. King Charles the third. If you're yeah, listening exactly. and you'd like to, you'd like to come or Harry, cause we know you're on this side of the pond yeah. most of the time these days. Come I, on over. I think, I think the thing about his answer that troubled me may not have been a specifically Catholic thing, but I do think it ends up being a specifically work thing. And it maybe ends up being a specific problem with the whole bridge thing, or at least how it was presented. The gospel is not about helping you accomplish what you couldn't otherwise outside of your power. Like, right. The problem with this idea of, well, there is a bridge and there is an abyss and you need the bridge to get across it. No, it, that, the gospel is God picking up a dead man, bringing him to life and bringing him to himself, right? It's not a thing. You got to walk. Don't believe in the bridge or walk. No, it's, it, I just think that it, it, again, it is, it, it ends up being very man focused. And that is what ends, what I realized as I was listening to this clip here at this time, that's what actually gets me about mm. the way that analogy, at least in this case is being used, right? Even the way traditional Protestants describe faith, it's just interesting that when someone says, well, what is faith? We often talk about it's sitting in a chair, right? We And again, is there problems with that analogy? Yes, but it is something passive, right? The most active thing I do is say, I'm going to sit in it and believe because it really can hold me, right? It is, it, and I just, I've realized that that, clip while of course i'm not going to judge his um his uh his eternal uh standing um on it thank that god that <laughs> that little clips taken out of context for podcasts will not be the the, the thing that i am judged by but rather i will be judged by christ <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us for a bonus episode of The Restless Podcast. If you want to hear us talk more about Matt Walsh's religious beliefs, I guess let us know, and I will get Pastor Michael to do the whole clip. We are going to give away a t-shirt like we promised. We'll tell you next week. Hey, thanks for listening. Bye.